Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week, finally, the last blank game week of the season has passed us by. We've come out of it green arrow with green arrow, but uh, we'll leave it up to you to decide who had a better game week. Here to offer his argument is my podcast partner, Seamus. How are you? Yeah, good. The Whip it out. Whip your green arrow out. Let's measure. Whip it out. Uh, I think your green arrow is bigger than mine. Mm. I had a 6k green arrow this yeah. week. And I had a 10 something k. Yeah, I just about 6k. But uh, in the context of you know the last two game weeks, yeah. it's been really positive. Of 185 points in the last two weeks. 115 game week what was it 32 I knew it you couldn't even how, how you, 30 seconds you bring up last week's triple yeah. score brilliant because well, this is you know this what was the last game week can't you let it rest Seamus just let it rest no, I, like, I, like, I like to look at the, the two I've got I've got four <laughs> green arrows in the last five now fair enough the next time you have a shitty week followed yeah. by a great week I'll be sure to bring up the, the yeah, really get, my game week in two weeks Seamus you've only got 65 points well my game week 31 red arrow which is the one red arrow I've had in the last five, was a big one. Um, I actually, when you factor in like uh, hits, I only actually got 16 points that week. I got 24 points with a minus eight. But that was a blank game week, wasn't it? That was a blank game yeah. week. Everyone blanked. So to get 70 points from those same players this week was quite good. And it really well, all came down to the final final day. Sorry to correct you now, Seamus, but it wasn't those exact same seven players. You did make a transfer. I, and, I did. Yeah. I had one transfer to make this week. I had to get a keeper in. And I got in Kepa for Chelsea, which uh, got me five points. Uh, I had Edridge and Speroni, and uh, they were doing nothing. So it was a kind of a one-week move because I plan to use my wildcard this week. It's wildcard season, baby. It's wildcard season. i got to use it. Uh, the plan is to bench boost in game week 35. So I'll get my players in this week. can plan for those. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that, that was my plan. So I had a one-week punt, and I went for Kepa, and he got five points. He frustratingly got booked. He did, he did, and that was a bit of a strange one. But before we bog ourselves down with the details, what did you get last week? So I got 70 points, Not bad. and I started off on 1930, which brought me up to a nice and even, I'm really proud of my nice even score. You know me, yeah. I like uh, like things to be tidy, and 2,000 points exactly I've got in FPL. Things to be tidy and big butts, isn't that yeah. what you always say? Yeah, that's the on the family crest. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, 2,000 points. I'm up to 25k at the moment. Which, um, yeah, that 70 points was one of those ranks that was in the top half a million. It was like about 280k game week rank. Yeah, the average um, score was 36 this week. So yeah, that's so like double the average it's score. It's almost double the average score. Now, I think the average score in the top 10k was like 61, 62. Mm-hmm. So I still made a good nine, eight, eight, nine points on that. So yeah, up 6k from 31k. And I'm at 25, 410. And over the last two game weeks, I've gone up. 36,000 places that's great that's, yeah. uh, I mean like let's not uh, you know forget I know I gave you shit for bringing it up a while ago but last game week was a tremendous score and that mm. was, it's a massive reason you've climbed so high and this week you just continued that uh, you know upward trajectory I think you nailed your captain decision this week which was a big thing uh, outside of not having Vardy in your team you know you pretty much had uh, you know the, the some of the highest point scorers out there you know tell me about uh, you know outside of Hazard obviously I think everyone's uh pretty aware of his two goals it was a bit of a kind of some would say it was a, a goodbye you know because a lot of people are looking at getting Hazard out of their team now mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea's fixtures toughen up Liverpool this week they have no double fixture in game week 35 so uh, a nice farewell from him but outside of Hazard uh, where else did you get your points this week 
Uh, well, my strikers did absolutely nothing. Um, technically speaking, Ashley Barnes got me a goal, but he also decided to supplement he got you two that. Goals. Yeah, he <laughs> supplemented that with an own goal as well. So he came in, in with three points. That was particularly frustrating because I don't have Vardy in my team. Um, back in game week 31, I took a minus eight, I mentioned, and I could have got Vardy in, but I decided I wanted Barnes and Wilson, and I said I'd roll the dice and I kind of wanted to go without Vardy in. Thought Barnes could probably match him for a cheaper price. Well, you were wrong. Didn't work out that way. Um, where my so Barnes and Wilson again came in for a combined five points this week. Salah came in with a goal. I didn't have Mane, so I didn't have uh, that decision to make. Um, had I Mane, I might have considered him a bit more. But like my vice captain this week was actually Wilson. So you Hazard was my only real legitimate captain choice, other than Salah. Yeah. Um, so Fraser, Philippe Anderson, they did nothing. But my defence got me some points. Pereira, six points. Wambasaka, seven points. Nice little bonus for him again. He's continuing to do the business. Alexander Arnold uh, got me an assist he did before once. he came off. And he came off from the 59th minute, which is frustrating. He could have got me one more point. But then I would be on 2001 points. So I'm kind of happier yeah. the way it worked out. It's a fair trade. Yeah, Kepa got me five and Robertson got me one. Yeah, no, I was just looking at your team there before you called over. And yeah, outside of Hazard, as I said, you nailed your captain decision. Your highest point score was one Bissaka with the seven. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, I think all around you just had a couple of, like your defences, as you mentioned, they, they really propped up a, a, a solid captain score. My team, on the other hand, was a bit different this week. I didn't nail my captain decision, went arseways for me. Ended up captaining Mane over Salah for the first time this season. I just, you know, with the form and with Salah's like blank in the last six game weeks I was like you know what fuck it the this, the big decision in for me there like the big kind of deciding factor was the fact that I knew you wouldn't have Mane yeah. uh, it was like look it's kind of getting to do or die time of the season right now and you know what there's been times this season where you've had a differential like that and you haven't captured because you've said look I, well, I'm only assuming what your, think, your top process is I guess you're looking at certain games where you're going look I've already got this player having him is differential enough and then that player will come in with points, but you wouldn't captain him. You would captain like Salah, who you, I would probably, probably the big captain choice that week that most people would go with. No, and that's... then you're kind of left thinking, if I'd only captain, if I backed myself fully. So this week you kind of did back yourself and unfortunately didn't pay off. I said last week I rather would have had Mane than Salah this week. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head there uh, in terms of like my top process. That's exactly what it was. This season I have shied away from differentials just because having them, I'm trying not to let my mini league or, you know, uh, our rivalry to influence my decision as a whole. Like, of course, it's going to be, you know, part of the context. But in general, I like to kind of trust my own feelings towards who where I think the most points will come. Yeah. But with this week, I was flipping between Salah and Mane anyway. And yeah, knowing that you wouldn't have him in with three Liverpool players already covered, I was like, okay, do you know what? If there's any week to do it, it's this week. And yeah, of course, it kicked me around the bollocks. And uh, I can't fault that decision because what I've seen, I've seen this work like in other mini leagues I'm in. Um, I've seen like, I'm still second in... Well, I should say back up to second in like uh, our foot one of my mini leagues, the one we're doing for uh, that Longer Villa. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Curley is still top, but I'm back within 12 points of him. I know for a fact he's getting nervous. Yeah. Because he's mentioned as much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, kind of getting, kind of getting there, getting closer. But he's really gone for differential captains on, on weeks where you know Salah has been the obvious captain choice, and he's gone for Son. He had him Son captain a lot of the time during Son's amazing spell. And he was cleaning up, especially when Salah was kind of going 
being quiet so uh, like you know it can really pay off that way but I've seen it the other way as well where people are chasing after differential captain choices and just getting it completely wrong so if you get it right it works brilliantly um, sometimes like people I think who went with Vardy this week you know those kind of kind of will go with something different because this was a good week to try something different like Vardy they would have been cursing Hazard coming in with 16 points. Yeah, exactly. Especially and, that second goal. Uh, yeah, and I mean, Vardy, you bring it up. Like He is one of the reasons why, outside of my captain decision, my team actually didn't do too bad. I got a, an overall score of 66 points this week. Climbed, as we mentioned already, over 10k. I'm, whatever, 65k now or something like that. 63.66. And, uh, yeah, that's because the rest of my team surrounding my Porter captain uh, choice paid off. And, uh, yeah, I had one Bissaka like yourself, so that was a nice seven points. He, unfortunately, was the only one of my defenders to deliver this week, Van Dijk conceding uh, Fabianski, who was just there because uh, I wasn't going to take a hit to, you know, bring someone else in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, Ake, who, again, kind of just was there for the two, fi- fi- uh, you know, figures, uh, fixtures, figures, is like the two fixtures and he got six points over the two so you know whatever uh but it was really like my decision my transfer decision this week was um i think anderson out and t elements in so that was a night that, yeah. that that worked out you know anderson got, was a popular one that people were getting rid of this week i saw a lot of people because he was flagged for a lot of the week now he was in training pictures there just before the deadline mm. but he was somebody that a lot of people were getting rid of and a lot of people went with the same guy as you a guy we flagged last week Himself or, or Madison, yeah, I think we did flag him. We looked at both, yeah, we mentioned yeah. both, but uh, Tielmans was somebody we mentioned in our, like, um, Pogvara picks and that we both expressed an interest in. And I'm glad to see you actually went for him. He was somebody, I, w- I was probably more likely to go for him than Vard this week. I did consider not getting Kepa for Etheridge and just going Anderson to uh, Tielmans. Yeah. But that Chelsea game looked like a, a kind of an obvious clean sheet. And you weren't wrong. You got your yeah. you got your five points. The, the Would have yellow. made two more points off that move. But either way, like I, my decision that night was T. Elements and Madison, and I I did the old race. Uh, you know, compared it to two scores, and they were pretty much. It was like if anything, the stats favored Madison slightly. Uh, but I think T. Elements was on such a nice run of form. That's uh, an assist. You know, or two goals, two assists in the last four game weeks. I think it's like. Six attacking returns in a row. In a row. And I'm just like, you know what? While he's on fire, and it was a one-week pick in itself. I mean, we've gotten to the stage now where it's wildcard season, so I'm not entirely sure my team's going to stand at the end of this game week, but or you know, before the next game week, should I say. But in general, yeah, no, I was very happy with uh, Taylorman's goal that was, and the bonus points. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. And I had Vardy. And as I mentioned before, the pod, I was sitting there. So I saw Vardy racking up the points. More than happy to take him, but in the back of my head, I was thinking, sure, what difference does that make? That's not going to gain me anything on Seamus. Then, after all was said and done, I realized you didn't have Vardy. And I was like, going, oh, okay, that's yeah. excellent. The thing is, so many uh, so many players have Vardy at the moment. So many of the active players. There's obviously a lot of teams that don't have him. But so many active teams I've seen, especially on Twitter, everyone seemed to have Vardy. And everyone seemed to have Captain Vardy, but... Really, it's only a small percentage. He's still under 10% owned, I believe, is he? Yeah, he's a pretty low ownership. I think uh, at the moment he's sitting on 13.1, which, you know, you're not too far off. Yeah. It's still, you know, pretty low. Uh, I think coming into the... But that's going to be much higher in the top 10K. If you look at top 10K ownership, he's going to be much higher ownership there. For sure, for sure. So. Uh, either way, um, I think, you know, when you have 11 players, six of them deliver attacking returns and five don't, that's pretty decent enough game week. It's over half of it. You know your players came in, and yeah. Uh, yeah, the captain decision. If I had 
just you know managed to stick to fucking even if I just stuck the armband on Salah or something I would have yeah. gained an extra five points but look I'm not going to dwell on uh, that kind of stuff because as you mentioned if I could go back and make the same deci- make go back and make the decision again I'd still choose Mane over it I think it, the you know the the parameters were so, right so you're not upset with um, you're not like upset with just getting the captain wrong you're not upset with the captaincy chip in general because the reason I ask is I was. Uh, talking to uh, Max22 at FPL Max22 on Twitter is this your man with the this is Max who yeah, yeah. Uh, shouted out and uh, tweeted uh, about me getting close to a thousand uh, yeah, followers remember, last yeah. week yeah. Uh, sound guy um, listens to the pod um, you know so he said some kind words about us in the past but I was talking to him and he was saying quite frustrated when Hazard came in with his two goals last Why? night Why? Uh, well, I think he'd captain Mane as well, I believe. Ah, same boat. And himself. so he got the double one, and he had actually had a great week. I can't remember exactly what he got now, but it was something kind of around seventy points, and it looked like oh no, he had nailed. I think had he nailed the Vardy captaincy. I didn't know. But and he was just annoyed. No, he messed up his captaincy. He got. He, I think he captained uh, Mane, and he was just upset that all like so like six or seven of his attacking players came in, got returns for him, and everyone who captained. Hazard and had like no other attacking returns have got the same points as him. Yeah, that, and I've uh, often felt like that as well. I feel his pain. You know, I mean that's kind of been the story of my season so far. It's like, oh, these decisions worked out, but so did all the ones that you know that I didn't make, and it's kind of balanced. You right. end up, you know, just kind of looking, hoping that the uh, the odds are in your favor, as Katniss Evergreen would say. Yeah, and uh, Hazard was the most popular captain pick this week. Not uh, by much, though. Like in terms of like, I saw the scout poll this week, and it was intriguing how on Friday night Hazard, Salah, and Mane were so fucking close. Yeah, even Vardy was up there. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was. Uh, so I was like, I haven't seen a a decision that tight in a while on the. the yeah, polls. it's got to that stage of the season where, like, and I'm I'm a bit biased when I'm talking about ownership and things like that. I don't look at the overall ownership because there's so many dead teams out there now. Mm, I, I definitely think it's over 50% of the game. So, like, basically everything outside the top million I'm not even concerned with because, you know, a lot of those players' teams aren't playing. Some are kind of casually, but I don't know. I mean, I kind of looking at the kind of top 10K when I'm looking at stats. I'm looking at what are the top 10K doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm using tools like uh, livefpl.net and things like that to see what the ownership combinations are and things like that mm. of the previous week. Now, it's hard to do it in a week like this when there's going to be a wild card. You know, you can't do anything like that. But I could see not that going without Vardy this week would be very detrimental to my rank if Vardy did anything. So to see him banging in two goals and an assist, to see he did nothing in the first half, I was quite happy with. And then I saw the goals flying in on the goal live score app. Um, and I wasn't very happy but didn't seem to hurt my rank too much overnight and I was like if Hazard does anything I could be looking at maintaining rank Yeah. and because he did well I went up I would have got a green arrow without that second goal so that second goal would just kind of move me up uh, a nice bit that gave you the nice kind of push and yeah no um, I think that in general like you're probably right I think uh, there's a load of dead teams right now and that stat is a little redundant in terms of uh, teams owned by because you really got to be looking at uh, you got to be looking at kind of the uh, the upper echelons of the the overall league, but you know I mean well, the upper echelons is where I'm trying to get to. Like yeah. I'm I'm looking at the top ten k stats. I'm not in the top ten k. I've been in the top ten k since I don't know game week 
three since we were young lad <laughs> something like that uh, but where I am now has the recent rank has gotten me back up to where I was in game week 24 just after Christmas and just after I played my wild card but if I can get back up to where I was we'll say New Year's which would have been about 15k if I can get up to there before the end of the season I'd be happy yeah if I no. get up there with my wild card and bench boosts there's plenty of games left that's the thing like there's still like you've got your double game week 25 and you've still got your triple captain your bench yeah. boost you're on your wild card I think there's a lot of points to be had and uh, I think it's going to be an interesting kind of end to the season regardless of your rivalry I think you're both you're going to be pushing towards uh, you know looking to get inside that top 10k yeah. and I'm already just trying to get inside uh, anything that isn't uh, well yeah <laughs> you, you, know, you I, just got to try and I think you got to try and push for a top 20 30k I'm going to um, push for to, to win the thing Seamus I won't lie uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's my goal I'm not even pushing for that but if you push for top 20, 30k and hope that I fail in my goals and I come down a bit, then you pass me out. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, between you and me... Like, you could easily this, have your rank between now and the end of the season. Yeah, 42 points. It's like, look, it's kind of gotten to the stage now where I'm going to have to... As I said a while ago, it's do or die a little bit. I'm not going to be playing it as safe because, I mean, to be honest with you, I'd rather finish where I am now, like, rank-wise, inside 100k somewhere and have a go at trying to pass you out than you know 30k and uh, still lose by yeah. 20 points you know well it was of? 9 points only 2 game weeks exactly. ago so that can change the opposite direction just as fast um, and let speaking me- of people that change directions very fast okay I'm going to jump across for a second no, there Salah <laughs> he's going to be a, he's going to have to be a talking point I think at some stage in this podcast because I mean we're both sitting there we're both on wild cards I haven't activated, activated mine yet but you've done yours and uh, I think one of the biggest decisions that we're going to have to make or any FPL manager out there is going to have to make uh, over the next couple of game weeks is whether or not they hold on to Salah now it's something that we've talked about all season uh, we keep coming back to it and I don't think it's any less relevant now than it was in game week one yeah well let's talk about it uh, if you don't mind I'm going to suggest maybe we talk about it in the context of the games it was a reduced game week fixture load this week it was only six weeks uh, six games was there yeah. and uh, the first game of the week was Southampton 1 Liverpool 3 thanks for explaining which, why it, I brought it up which uh, Salah scored <laughs> no but I was just saying we might go through some of the, the, the results because there was some shocking uh, surprising I won't say shocking surprising results in there in that you know and I get to it in a while I didn't expect Burnley to be Bournemouth I, thought I was expecting more from Bournemouth but just starting with the Liverpool game yeah Salah got on the score sheet uh, who else scored in that game Naby Keita and Firmino was it no. yeah yeah, did Firmino get a goal or Firmino an assist? Got a goal yeah. So I've seen some people with um with Firmino and their team and they got some points. No, Henderson was there. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Firmino just got an assist. So uh yeah, but he got bonus as well. I think he got maybe two or three bonus. He played well. Uh yeah, I was surprised. Not only did Mane not return anything, he got booked and so did Robertson, which was quite frustrating because I had Robertson. Yeah. And then as I said, Trent came off already, but Trent with another assist. The man's banging him in. He is, and uh, like you've got Robertson and Alexander Arnold at the moment, or at least you know pre wildcard. Mm. Tell me what you're looking at now in terms of Liverpool ownership, because I mean I agree with you. Uh, I think it yeah. is important to to focus on last week's games. There was a short amount of fixtures, but you know fucking Liverpool are going to be challenging for the title from here to the end of the season. So right. you've got to be looking at them. Well, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do first, but I I really want to know what you're going to do with Salah. Um, because there's been a lot of talk about this online I have that goal has meant a lot of people are thinking you know maybe Salah's back that's going to bring back his confidence you maybe want to keep him for the run in Uh, their games after that Chelsea game this week in game week 34 at home to Chelsea are pretty good you know away to Cardiff in game week 35 
home to Huddersfield, game week 36, away to Newcastle, home to Wolves. I'm getting rid of Salah. Yeah. And, you know, I it, the obvious move is to get in Manic, but I, as it stands, I'm not getting either of them. I'm going to go without a Liverpool midfielder and without a Liverpool forward. I'm going to keep one Liverpool defender, I think, at the moment. But if I do decide I'm going to go with Liverpool midfielder, it's going to be Manic. Okay, but talking about the Liverpool defenders, like I mean, looking at what your team was with Alexander Arnold and Robertson and Salah. Oh, which am I going to keep? Which are you? So you're getting rid of Salah, you said. So yeah. are you keeping? I assume you know just based on keeping Robertson out of Robertson. loyalty, yeah. out of loyalty. If I would have had him from game week one. He's done me no harm. He's done me no wrong. I would feel. I've actually. I've, I've taken a. I don't think I've done it yet, but I'm going to take one Basak out of my team, and even that feels like. You know, disloyalty, mm. treachery. So, how many players in your team have you had since game week one at the moment? Just one Basaka and Robertson? Uh, God, I couldn't even tell you. One Basaka, Robertson. I'd, I'd say, say they're the only it. two. Yeah. None of my forwards. Um, I'm the same. I Well, I've had one Basaka, Robertson, and Salah. Uh, so, they're the three of my three main. You never got rid of Salah? I haven't got rid of Salah all season. That's which mad. Might explain why I'm fortunate. I'm back on Fraser. Yeah. I had Fraser start season, but like, I got mm. rid of him. Back in game week eighteen or nine, no nineteen or twenty or something like that. But your ever presence, they've been Wambasaka and Robertson. And you know what? Like outside of my little hiccup with Robertson, he would have been exactly there too. I ended up getting rid of him at the start of the season for anyone who wasn't listening to us. Then I transferred him out with the whole Alexander Arnold replacement thing before Gomez uh, took uh, his fullback spot for a while and. Mm. That meant I just went back to Van Dijk and I've kept him since then. So if I just stuck with Robertson, uh, yeah, I'd have had him all season too. And you're you're 100 percent right. I I'd be keeping him too. There's part, no way I'd be able to. Part of the reason uh, I stuck with Robertson is Robertson was actually suspended for that first game, first leg of the game against Porto, uh, which they played tonight. So he's getting a rest there. So he's not going to be fatigued for the weekend. So I'm pretty sure he's going to play the weekend and he's going to play next week in the Champions League again. Um, they're not playing two games a week after that. It's just one game a week. So, I mean, obviously, it depends on how they progress. They're 2-0 up in the first leg against Porto, so you think they're true to the semi-finals in the Champions League. There could be rotation. But I just think there's less likely... He's less likely to be rotated than Alexander-Arnold. Um, even though Alexander-Arnold, Alexander I think, is actually more of an attacking threat at this point of the season because he's delivering in some serious quality balls. But box. so is Robertson. I mean, like, that's the thing. How many times have you seen Robertson? Like, even, I think, their goal this week was Robertson's cross to the back post where Firmino took it down and squared it to to, to or maybe it was either way no, yeah, I think you're thinking of the previous week in game week 32 when Robertson he did the got same the thing, assist yeah. when we were all, after I got rid of him on my wild card they lost their clean sheet but he still got an assist but he no no he did like again this week he didn't get the assist or anything but oh. it was his ball from the left to like like you've seen so many times this season was basically one back on the right and whipped back in and that's when Kata scored oh me? maybe maybe I see I've um I saw the goals on match of the day, but I didn't see that game. Yeah. So I, I can't really recall that one. I was delighted to see the yellow cards. As I said, I knew that was a point off you, and I knew Trent going off on the 59th minute or whatever he went off on. That was another point. So I was like, I'll take those little things. You know, Hopefully that makes a difference in the end. It was minimal. <laughs> yeah, but that's my plan with the Liverpool players going forward. I think I'm going to keep one. I don't think I'm going to keep two. There's cheaper options out there. I have too much money tied up in my defence. Downgrading. I think I downgraded Trent to Duffy. Uh, and we'll talk about Brighton in a while, but I'm downgrading in in other areas too. What are What are you thinking about doing with your Liverpool assets? Because you've got Salah, Mane, and Van Dijk. Van Dijk. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting rid of Van Dijk, um, and getting rid of Mane, and I'm like considering just holding on to Salah. 
because as I said, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get rid of him. So <laughs> I'm like, do you know what? Maybe he can be uh, my like I said it multiple times this season that uh, I kind of want to have Salah all season, and then I can come back with a fresh opinion next year and know yeah. that you know this is you know what uh, what happened when I kept him all season. Yeah. So that's kind of it's in the forefront of my mind. I do think his goal uh, at the you know on last Friday was it was timely. You think um, that's going to start uh, kind of confidence in him? He sounded a lot more confident, and yeah, I he mean, didn't like, score tonight though. The main thing, no, he didn't. Uh, but they did win two nil, so there's a chance that he might be even rested. Because yeah. considering how much they want to put in, how much focus they're going to put on the Premier League as well as the Champions League, there's a chance he might be rested or play reduced minutes in the next leg. Yeah, Do you know, you so, don't think he's going to be rested or get reduced minutes since Cardiff or Huddersfield. Well, see, that's the thing. I think Liverpool need like City. Uh, and Liverpool are neck and neck do you know what I mean so between the two of them they can't drop any points between now and the end of the season and they both will probably drop points between now and the end of the season so I'm pretty pretty sure that Klopp's going to be feeling his strongest team in the Premier League and I understand yeah Cardiff and Huddersfield he could rest them and if he was trying to if they were you know chasing a, a a goal deficit in the Champions League or if he knew that he needed to you know feel his strongest team against Porto or against whoever in the Champions League uh, match I'm pretty sure I he would kind of get a rest against Cardiff and Huddersfield but I think uh, the way the land lies right now I see him starting especially because Klopp's going to want him to get a few more goals what I might do if I wildcard this week is I might um, just make sure I set it up and I recommend this anyway I always like to do this when I wildcard Make sure you set it up so you don't... Some people are talking about, oh, I'm going to get in... I'm going to have Vardy on my wildcard team here in 34 because they have a nice game this week against Newcastle. Yeah. And then their fixtures get harder. Obviously, the West Ham game in 35 is okay. But some people are saying, I'll just use my transfer in game week 35 and then I'll switch Vardy to Aguero or Kane or someone like that. Yeah. Or just uh, Jimenez, for example. Um, and I'm sure you'll also have a try I don't like that I like the idea of look get your play you've got a wild card get your players for the next two games mm. have it set up and then roll your transfer in game week 35 use your bench boost and then you've got two transfers in game week 36 so if I do it that way then that would allow me to bring in a Liverpool midfielder for that Huddersfield at home and if it looks like there's not going to be any rotation you know if it looks like uh Salah and Mane are going Salah to start. or Mane are going to start. I can try and get in one of those, and I can move on. You know, one of my other players who are whose fixtures get tougher. You know, so that's what I may I may leave myself that bit of wiggle room. I'm the opposite. I actually would advise the other way around. I definitely think you should make a. There should be a transfer made in game week 35. When you look at the likes, because I'm thinking that exact exact same thing with Vardy, not just mm. Vardy, the likes of Barnes. Barnes has a lovely fixture this week as well. He's against Cardiff. Yeah. So I don't want to be shipping out Barnes either, but I don't want him for the dub for the double game week thirty five. You know, Burnley basically have one more decent fixture between now and the end of the season where they can grab three points. It's a pretty big fucking match against Cardiff, and then they go off and face Chelsea, Man City, Everton, and Arsenal. So I don't really want to be shipping out yeah. Barnes this week. So between himself, Vardy. Uh, I'm going to be keeping him in his obviously they have a double definitely keeping him in his after def- the last double game week where he ended up getting 12 yeah. points and the reason like I got him at 5.5 so yeah. like I've no intention of uh, losing that much value on him is why I kept him in the whole time him is definitely in my team definitely yeah. in my team and I'm looking forward to doing uh, end of season like FPL kind of dream team 
you know, where it this is your sure all about Jimenez. Well, Jimenez <laughs> will be in both our teams, you know, and we've talked about him since game week one. Well, probably not since game week one, but since our episode one or two. And both you know? of us were kind of slow getting on him. We talked about him for a ton before we got him. But you got him in maybe in December or something I got like him that? In, no, I got him in a couple of game weeks before you. When did you get him in? I think I got him in... I can't even remember. Because I got him in and then I got rid of him. Yeah. No, I got it. Did I get him in... You got rid of him before you, and then I got rid of him, and then you got him in, no, and then I got him, in. him back in. I got him in first. He's been there, and that's one of the things I'll hold over your head to see. Well, I'm not sure. I'm moves. not sure. But that. we'll be able. We'll have we'll, a podcast dedicated yes. to our our, our postseason review. Exactly. Yeah. But either way, we're both agreed on the fact that he'll be in our double game week teams in game week 35. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, I think it's it's a valid option to not to to use your transfer in game week 35 yeah. with the likes of and Barnes I, and Vardy. I actually hadn't considered Barnes at all uh, but a home game against Cardiff is a good game so I mean I guess you could go down that strategy well, and I'm thinking like with, with Barnes in mind it's yeah. like I could go Barnes to Rashford or Barnes mm-hmm. to Deeney do you know yeah. so and like I don't really fancy like I might just get Rashford in this week because the West Ham match is lovely as well yes it definitely get me? is West Ham are on the beach in their sandals or flip flops they were terrible against um, West Ham they've been terrible for Chelsea. weeks For oh, sorry they are West Ham they were terrible against Chelsea <laughs> Uh, the second half they played much United. better. They, no, they played much better in the second half. I thought they could have, uh, they could have conceded a shit ton more, but they also could have, got, you know, got back. They looked a lot more attacking. Um, but I do agree with you. They are at the beach, and the longer the season goes on, the the more pruny their fingers are going to get. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. Either way, I and don't want to be as well. They're at Old Trafford. It's not if they were at home at the London Stadium, you'd say one thing, but they're away. So they are away. Um, but. With Watford and the likes of Deeney, who I know people are going to be eyeing up for the Huddersfield Southampton double in 35, he's got Arsenal this week. I know it's a home match, but I don't uh, really want to have Deeney in my team this week. Do you know? Uh, so yeah, well, that was that was that that uh, that's a player I really wanted to discuss. I'm seeing a lot of love for Deeney since that um, FA Cup semi final win yeah. against Wolves, where he scored a last minute penalty. I'm not really. I wasn't considering Deeney at all. I mean, the way I was looking at it. There's only three striker spots. I was looking at Jimenez as a nailed option. I had Kane as a nailed option. Now Kane is somebody who went off injured tonight, and it did not look like a. It looked like it was his ankle. But he's your premium striker, and we'll move on to them. But I was going to have two premium. I was talking Kane and Lacazette, Kane and Aubameyang, or Kane and Aguero. Yeah. Now if Kane is out, I could just look at Lacazette and Aguero, uh, or something like that. But then there's a doubt. The reason I wasn't going for Aguero is the doubt over his minutes. Yeah, so I mean I wasn't considering Dini, but with Kane out now maybe I should consider him a bit more you you think he's a good option I think he's a valid option I think like with like we mentioned West Ham being at the beach I don't think Watford are playing for a whole lot in the league at the moment I think they're as we've mentioned again multiple times over past podcasts they're one of the best of the rest outside the top six themselves Wolves Everton even a little bit at this stage are you know they're kind of the best of the mid mid table teams yeah and uh, I think Watford have like a really nice double game week I mean Huddersfield they're also fucking preparing for next season in the championship they're officially relegated now mm-hmm. I think their Southampton match will be tough but when a team like Southampton who are going to be coming at Watford with everything they have because they're still fighting for their place in the Premiership. Uh, with a team like that, they leave themselves open for yeah. for goals. Watford's tail is up, tails are up as well after doing so well in the cup. I think they're confident. I think they 
they want to do. But I'm just worried there could be a bit more rotation. Um, You're 100% right. You could be. But he's an option. And that's why I'm thinking there's going to be, like, you'll know more come game week 35, especially rotation-wise. You'll yeah. see what team yeah. come out in 34. And you'll see how they play against Arsenal. And if Dini gets a bit of a rest or if he fucking plays 60 minutes of eggs and a goal, he com- becomes a lot more yeah. attractive. But well, for the likes of me, I mean, I'm not going to go down the strategy you mentioned there about maybe having keeping someone like Barnes and transferring to, like, Dini. I'm talking about if I'm getting in someone like Dini, it's yeah. happening this week. So I, I haven't got the luxury of waiting to see how to play against Arsenal. So your mind is just set on not making a transfer in game of 25? Not if I can help it. I mean, I've got a wild card. I mean, yeah. unless there's something... I mean, the only one I would think that's possibly worth doing it for would be like Vardy because he's in such good form. But he's the one, like... The fact that he plays West Ham in game week 35 means he's least likely for me. If I kept him, I'd be keeping him because... I almost want him to stay in the team. Mm. Do you get me? Like, if he scores against Newcastle, I'm I'm gonna find it be very hard push to get him out against West Ham. Yeah, I gotta double up and I gotta go for the doubles, man. And bench boosting. I mean, look, yeah. we saw it on game week 32 two weeks ago. Single game week players can be some of the high scoring players in these game weeks as well. But what we any read- players in particular there. Off the top of my head, I can't recall now. But there, you know, you can see a lot. I think Milijevic ended up scoring a penalty, did he? Even though it was he a single, a he week. got well. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. But you I get me on the spot now. I can't. I can't recall. I'd have to look at the dream team for that week. But there was certainly some single game week players in there. Uh, and you're right. Stage. Like they can. When you look at the likes of Arsenal, uh, or no, well, they have a double game week. But if you look at the likes of you know, even fucking Bournemouth. Bournemouth well, I'm talking about like big teams, like single oh, double yeah. game week players. I don't know. I just think looking at game week 35. The, the only one I'm looking at is Chelsea really you know you talk about your hazards there's yeah. a player in a single game week now as we said already Burnley are going to be fighting for everything you know they're against Bur- against Chelsea but they're still going to be fucking you know desperate for points but that's a pl- an example of a single game week team who I could easily see breaking in a bunch of points yeah they're in pole position for third uh, in the league at the moment I think um, after beating West Ham so but they've got tough games either side of that Burnley game against Liverpool and and that's enough to put me off. I know how how difficult Burnley are probably going to play that game because, again, Burnley are not safe and until Burnley are safe. Then again, if Burnley beat Cardiff in game week 34, they could be safe. So they could be on the beach for that game as well. Who knows? Yeah, no, and I get you. And we kind of moved away from the last week's uh, fixtures, but, you know, bringing it back, we've talked about Vardy. There was a couple of, and we've talked about Taylor as well, but there's a couple of other players in that Leicester team that would be clambering for attention. Madison, even yeah. though neither of us had him this last game week, he did deliver some points. And, uh, you know, he's another option for game week 34 and beyond because you got to remember not everyone's going to be well-carded. Yeah. So it's like you got to look at the big picture here and Leicester, you know, at least for the next two, have lovely fixtures. Newcastle West Ham, they're nice. But the reason I bring Leicester back into it is because I just want to I just want to take a little moment to congratulate you on getting some points for Pereira. Yay, I finally got some points for Pereira. And you did. After I- last week, I... Well, uh, free hitted him out of my team, and he got eight points. I actually got some points from him now. He did, and he came back in this week. Was it an assist? It was, yeah, an assist. It? Yeah, I think he's averaging something like now he's averaging me like something like two point zero eight points per game or something like that since I've got him in two point zero eight. Yeah, something really low. <laughs> I was between, wondering. I was like, that's not good. Between two uh, and three points uh, a where, game. Since where I've you got could him have in. had Dean. Whereas Dean has been averaging yeah. like six points a game since I got rid of him, and he got another assist this week. So. Yeah, Pereira owners have been happy. I think, uh, especially ones that didn't uh, have a free hit, would yeah. say, who would roll them over from last week to this week. If I could say one thing about Leicester, though, is I think if you you have to be on Leicester already, um, yeah, maybe you might want to get him for a home game against Newcastle and away to West Ham. 
But after that, they're really hard. It's yeah. Arsenal at home, Man City away, Chelsea home. They're a very hard fixture. They've had nice fixtures for a while. So I think a lot of people I saw had three this week, and those teams did really well, especially if you had what? Pereira, Pereira Madison, Madison, and Vardy. Yeah, you know, exactly. You go, and Vardy does play well against Arsenal at home, uh, against big teams. So that Arsenal at home, City away, Chelsea at home, he could still do well in those games. So, I mean, I wouldn't be totally off-put Vardy, but I'd be... A bit put. I don't think T. Elements is going to keep up his rate of returns. Six games in a row, he's surely going to. He looks classy, but surely he's going to. I hundred percent agree. Who can keep up that level of yeah. returns? But I do think he will pick up something in the next two. You know? Yeah, there's a very good chance that and Madison too. Uh, if you have him, you hold him. I mean, I, I don't think you. If you've got a wild card, maybe keep them and then maybe look to get rid of people from thirty six onwards. That's what I'm kind of thinking. If I do get Vardy, I may just get him and keep him. And then I could get rid of him in 36 and use the funds to facilitate a move towards Mane or Salah or something like that. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, you know, fucking Everton there a while back. And they're another team this week who you talk about shocking results. I didn't expect Everton to beat Arsenal 1-0. And we mentioned Dina. Sorry, Dina's what we mentioned. That's necessarily Everton. But, like, yeah, Dina, he didn't get an assist this week. But he did get a clean sheet and some BPs. And uh, yeah, he, he as got well, two he? bonus points. He came out of this with eight bonus points. Uh, and yeah, I think I knew that. So I think I'm trying to forget these things because since I've got rid of him, he's been doing so well. I feel like every week we're talking about Dinya. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, I can't believe that transfer went so sideways. And even Richarlison, like, has been scoring goals since I got rid of him, and he looks he looks way better behind the striker now again. So they've got Calvert Lewin up front who doesn't look like he can score to save his life but he got an assist this week and he's being he's enabling the rest of the team and he's like from all of the reports I read he's shining at the moment Calvert Lewin oh he's you know, brilliant hold of play and, yeah yeah he's just becoming a more complete striker Do you know he's all of play winning headers yeah. apparently he had uh, was it Mustafi or Socrates I don't know which centre back but he had one of those lads in his pocket this week uh, in the last match I didn't see the Everton Arsenal match but he played like either way he's becoming an option too I think it'll be interesting next season to see where Calvert Lewin lies as a third strike as option a third striker, yeah, yeah I think exactly. so and maybe what, what's the end they're in the season games it's a bit mixed like it's been already like I mean this week they have a lovely match against Fulham then they have a tough one against Man United but then Crystal Palace and Burnley you know they're kind of matches that if everything keep the form that they're playing at like Consistent, I can see him picking up a lot of points. Yeah, but uh, you just don't know. And I the closer it gets in the season, the less they have to play for. I can't get a handle on everything this year. When I've had them, they've done well in spells, like I said with Charles, and even Dinya's done well in spells. But then they just went on hard spells. Them, yeah. And now they seem to be just what's it? Four, is it four clean sheets in five or five clean sheets in six? They've had and they've just been really solid at the back, which has been kind of surprising. I was not expecting that because they looked terrible defensively yeah. only like seven or eight game weeks ago Marcus Silva seems to have got a bit of a grip of his team again after yeah. losing control there not so long ago what a, but the team that they beat uh, yeah. this week Arsenal they're another massive talking point in terms of what we should be looking at and considering their fixtures they have a nice uh, fixture away to Watford this week and then they have a double against Crystal Palace and Wolves it seems like that could be a tricky little double you know it's one of those ones like United against Watford and Wolves uh, in game week 32 you can kind of see Arsenal dropping points in either of those matches I could see Crystal Palace uh, you know they are at home to Crystal Palace they play much better at home but Crystal Palace is not push over against the big teams and we know what Wolves are capable of but in terms of your team and you know post uh, wildcard are you looking at Arsenal you mentioned Lacazette but outside of that uh, well Immediately when 
Friday night kicked off the Friday night game Liverpool game kicked off and I was able to tinker with my wildcard team did you activate it straight away uh, I didn't I activated it just after the match on Friday night though on Friday night oh. on Friday night just as I said I'd have a look and try and get in on players early and stuff uh, I was looking at Arsenal Arsenal on paper have the best fixtures towards the end of the season but if you look a bit closer four of their remaining six games are away from home mm. and they've been very poor away from home this season so they've got two home games one of them is in the double um, and then the game week 37 game uh, at home to Brighton the games outside of that Watford and Leicester have been playing well recently picking up wins they're kind of like the they're kind of like the best of the rest they're kind of those teams that are fighting for 7th yeah. uh, Burnley away in 38 they could do well in that because Burnley could be safe or if they're not that could be a difficult one I just don't trust them away from home. So you're not even like there's no Arsenal players. Or? No, there is at present. I've got Lacazette in my team. I just like Lacazette more than Aubameyang because Aubameyang is just been, not starting. He's been benched four of the last <laughs> yeah. six uh, games. He hasn't started, and I can't really guess what Emery's trying to do. And Lacazette has been really consistent. I've seen players who've had him in for the last 10 game weeks and they've been happy that he they can goals and assists. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's also suspended for the Europa League. Still, like is that? Yeah, didn't he get that red card not so long ago? No, that that's been served now. Oh, that's done. Yeah, oh, that's okay. done. So he's okay. back now. So they've got that competition to deal with, and it's hard to go. So that's a bit of a risk. I may or may not go for one of those guys. If I'm going to go for one, I might go for Lacazette just because he's cheaper and he's been more yeah. consistent than Aubameyang recently. I'm but with you. I'm with you, man. Uh, I could punt. I am thinking about a punt. Have you anyone? I uh, think you want to talk about Arsenal. Yeah. Well, if I was punting, you'd be between McTerry and Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey was the guy I was yeah, looking at. But Ramsey didn't start this week either, and I, I can't punt on the player not starting. Yeah. Do you know, um, I'm with you. Like, Ramsey is definitely someone that I'm thinking, like, he made a massive difference himself, and Aubameyang, obviously. Came, came on at halftime this week and uh, made a big difference in the in the Arsenal-Everton match. Not enough to see him get anything from it, but Arsenal looked uh, far more dangerous with uh, Ramsey on the pitch. So... I get your point. Uh, Ramsey is definitely, uh, but he would be my punt. He might be, yeah. uh, you know, more so for my bench boost. I think if that you had money left over for your fifth mate kind of thing, if you're like, this is my cheap mid fifth mate, but all of a sudden, and I do two million, yeah, like maybe I can lobby Ramsey. I do at the minute. I do have kind of a position in the fifth midfielder slot. Yeah. I, once I pick my team, I kind of have like about eight million to spend. I'm like, Ramsey could just be thrown in there, yeah. but so, I mean, especially if you could use like the whatever million or two. I don't know what price Ramsey is, but like uh, million like or seven two. or seven point something. Yeah, so like the extra mil, if if that meant you could upgrade such and such to a better option, you never know. You exactly. Never know. One of the players I had in my team was one of the first names on my team when I first did it, and now I'm like not sure at all. It was Kalasinic? Mm. Kalasinic. Yeah, yeah, I said that the wrong way around. Um, just for his attacking returns, but he seems to be the fall guy when they got a when they're playing the kind of uh, wing back formation. When they got to put Aubameyang on or a second striker or something like that, he seems to be the fall guy. And he's come off at like 45 minutes, 50 minutes yeah. a few times. He was hooked again at halftime. Yeah. Though, wasn't he? So that's that's off-putting. I don't yeah. know. Well, he it, it is unfortunate because like you can just look at the stats and you see that with this tr- you know three at the back formation that he's pl- that Emery's been playing, Klasnach is by far the most dangerous creative output. Do you know? like mm-hmm. In terms of like he's the one breaking down the left he looks lethal at times attacking yeah he's for, getting in the box yeah. so much so much but you know the the three at the back just isn't working for Arsenal 
And what the problem with it is they have Monreal playing there. So if they have to hook someone, they can just push Monreal out exactly. left full when they put, revert to a four. So four. as someone who championed Clash National so long ago, I completely see where you're coming from. But I'm not even willing to go with him at the moment. I think no. he's too... He's too uh, unlikely to... He's too, you know, risky. He could easily lose minutes here and there. But Arsenal are... They're going to be a team that, up until the deadline for this game week, I'm going to be wondering what I should be doing to get them in. Do yeah. you know? Uh, I agree. The away fixtures are an issue, but they're still playing for things. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. still playing uh, for league position, and they're going to be playing a Leicester t- team in game week 36, so I know it's away from home, but... They've, you know, their season's nearly done. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're they're, they're wrapping up with a really strong end of the fucking uh, season, like fixtures wise. Mm. And if they do bang in a load of points, FPL, you know, FPL context, it's uh, you'd be pretty sick and not to have Arsenal team. But we've left out a few, you know, teams so far. And before yeah. we kind of move towards the end of this, I definitely want to cover the likes of Spurs. Like we've we've talked on Harry Kane tonight. He did go off injured in the Champions League. Looks like a nasty one. Hobbled straight off down the tunnel after yeah. a, a pretty rough tackle by uh, Delph. Pochettino wasn't happy with that. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to put the shits up a lot of FPL managers, you included. Yeah, I mean, he's already in my team. Transferred him in. And I look, we ha- I haven't actually seen the press conference after that game. I haven't looked at it. Hasn't any- happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it has happened at this stage. Uh, well, he's certainly been interviewed after the game at this stage. I haven't heard any comments. It looked cut and dry. It looked like he's hurt his ankle and went straight down the tunnel, like you said. And he's certainly going to be out this weekend. Yeah. I can't imagine he's just going to recover from an ankle injury in like three days. And that's the main thing. Four it's, days. It's like with the Champions League, which is next week. You know. Then you get the Champions League next week. Um, will he be back in time for the double? Maybe. It's a bit of a risk. I'll be monitoring it. If he's fit, he'll be in. Um, but that but, means you will be looking outside of Harry Kane for Spurs assets well yeah the reason I, the reason I'd be looking at him is uh, Spurs games are amazing they've got that tricky away game to Man City in game week 35 but four of their final six games are at home yeah uh, they've got the double game week the new home they're the new home yeah uh, so that would be you know what's that home games against Huddersfield Brighton West Ham and Everton those are nice games even the away game against Bournemouth is a nice game so yeah. I would like to load up on Spurs assets but I don't know which ones because there's going to be a lot of rotation. I like to look at Trippier and Larice, the other positions in defence. I was looking at Rose a bit as well, but mm. I don't know how prone Rose is. He seems to be more nailed now. Davies doesn't seem to be getting a shout. If Aurier is out injured for a while, I might continue with Trippier. I might I might go with Trippier. Yeah. Um, I think Rose is one of those positions, like we mentioned, Harry Kane. Uh, being possibly like assuming he gets so his ankle injury isn't you know season ending mm. uh, Rose is one of those positions that he could easily be wrestled against Huddersfield like that's the kind of game you give to Davies yeah that's true know? I mean there's also the other options I have Son in my team at the moment um, I'm debating whether to go to Ericsson Ali again is an option um, they just have lots of good Ali assets. went off tonight with a bit of a knock in his hand as well he's holding his hand you know uh, like obviously you know that's not gonna be as devastating as as a, a foot injury, but you know if uh, it's a massive like that's the thing like we're talking about this in this podcast we're talking a lot towards both game week twenty four and thirty five, but Spurs game week in 35, 24 against Huddersfield is so fucking attractive that 
you, you know, it's you gotta look at that a bit as you know, you gotta focus in on that. Yes, their their double game week against City and Brighton are, is something you need to be looking for towards. Yeah. But like against Huddersfield, like that could be a fucking route. Yeah, well if you take out of this um if you just look and take out the Man City game. Yeah. They've got three home games in the next three game weeks. Yeah. Plus they have a game against Man City. Say that's a bonus. So, so, yeah, say they so, fucking I mean, just even got their minimum nice two points. Home game. Yeah. So I'm looking for Spurs player uh, Ali I mentioned Ali but I'm not likely to get him because he's had an underwhelming season mm. it's probably going to be Son or Ericsson uh, Kane if he's fit if he's not fit I'll get one of Son or Ericsson I'll decide on that the moment I'm leaning towards Son even though he's more likely to be rotated arrested Ericsson is more likely to play 90 minutes in both um, and Trippi is the one in defence I like the most uh, Lloris is a good option but there's lots of good keeper options out there Matt Ryan is a must in my team yeah um, but uh, my second keeper's up for grabs we mentioned Arsenal Leno was someone I was going to go for but again was put off by that so I'm kind of leaning towards I'm not leaning towards Lloris but he's he's definitely in, he's in, in my your thoughts toss, yeah. and you mentioned uh, Ryan there and that brings us to probably you know <laughs> a team that I've you know deliberately left towards the end they have a fucking nice uh, nice fixture this week double game week for Brighton mm. Bournemouth Cardiff sexy fucking fixtures and that's followed up by another double game week Wolves Tottenham so that's Bournemouth Cardiff Wolves in the next two game weeks for Brighton and Brighton don't really well they rotate in attacking positions they don't really rotate in defence they do rotate the full backs a bit there's kind of Bruno Montoya playing their centre backs are nailed their centre backs are nailed and their goalkeepers nailed nailed. Um, and Stevens in midfield is probably nailed but you don't want to I uh, says your man like <laughs> I've had Stevens. No, uh, Duffy is uh, a must. I think Matt Ryan is a must as a backup goalkeeper, and like he's not going to be a backup goalkeeper this week. You're going to start him at home games against Bournemouth and Cardiff. You know that at home Brighton are quite solid. Yeah, they. I was looking into it kind of, good, but they haven't been quite solid there lately. Uh, at home, they have. They've just played a lot of away games. Yeah. Um, I'll have both of those guys in my team I'm pretty sure Duffy for his attack there's a lot of people talking putting their armband on Duffy what do you think of that I think that's a a little naive <laughs> to say it nicely I wanted to say spasticated <laughs> and I was going oh, I don't know how that word works it's anymore. a good thing you uh, talk better that yeah year. talk better that and uh, yeah I think it's a little naive I hope I'm wrong I mean it's a little sickening for someone who's had Duffy for a long time uh, in the FPL knowing that everyone's just going to have him now it's like Oh, son of a bitch you know I've had him for ages and I've did not regretted it for a second but uh, we're all on to your secret yeah I wish it was a secret but um, no everyone's going to be looking at Duffy but as far as captaining him goes I'd never captain a defender it's just a even one of my rules yeah it's one of my rules like double game week I don't give a fuck I'd captain Hazard before I captain Duffy this week yeah, and he's only playing one match so we're, we're kind of happy with any attacking players with Brighton you no, like not at, all, not at all Um, like obviously Murray is, is going to take some people's fancy but as you said a while ago there's only three striker spots and there's far too much competition and options out there for he's that he's 35 he'll certainly be rotated he'll, he'll he, as it stands he's being rested almost not every yeah. second game but he's being rested a lot but Brighton attacking even if, even if he was 21 and at the prime of his career Based on Brighton's attacking output, I'm not going to be uh, looking at any strikers. I know. I'd probably go for him if he was a bit younger, and I thought he was. If I thought even if go- they were still scoring the same amount of they've scored, that wouldn't affect your decision. Uh, I would, yeah, because he's uh, he's great at home. Uh, I'd have him in for this game week alone. 
Okay. And uh, then I, whatever against Wolves and Spurs would be just a bit of a punt. But I, uh, I if I thought he was going to start three of those four games, nah. I'd have him. But I think he's only going to start two of those games. Like, if you were looking at the likes of Jimenez, Ashley Barnes, Jamie Vardy, Lacazette... Uh, all of you are actually Barnes. You, I'd rather have Murray this week than actually Barnes. Okay, well, we'll put a side bet on after this <laughs> and see who gets the most points this week. Because I'll take Ashley Barnes at uh, you know at home to Cardiff over Murray at home to Bournemouth and Cardiff. I so think he, but Murray probably won't even pl- fucking play against Cardiff. I want to ask you so like we've we've discussed most teams here. Mm-hmm. Um, we should shut the fuck up and get get a move on here now pretty soon as well. All right, um, Man City we haven't mentioned, have we? No. I mean, we ought to mention Man City in a double game week, right? Well, it's not a double game week. Uh, well, like, it's not a double game week. 35 is a double game week, I yeah, suppose. So we don't need to mention it. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll I, be talking about an, away, an away game to Crystal Palace. Season, I mean, we're talking season. about t- teams no, we're looking we at getting into the City, And we did talk about, about them a little bit. And they do have a nice fixture this week. But as I said, in relation to Crystal Palace versus Arsenal, I think uh, City have just lost tonight against Spurs. They will be preparing to come out really strong next week. Mm-hmm. Uh in the second leg of that match and uh, I think Hodgson knows how to play the big teams um, so as far as this week if I had City assets and I wasn't wildcarding I obviously wouldn't be too pressed to get rid of any of them as Crystal Palace match no. is nice no, no. but Aguero did go off after what was it 50 what, 70 60, minutes. 70 minutes yeah this week uh, he did miss a penalty tonight as well so I see That's him true. actually being rested this weekend Jesus getting the nod and Aguero coming back out against Spurs well traditionally Aguero is better at home mm-hmm. and uh, Jesus last season anyway at least was being used away from home more often um, four of the last six games are away I see Aguero playing both games in the game week 35 fixture against Spurs and Man United I think they just those are the ones that are most likely to drop points in the Premier League and they can't afford to drop points so if he's going to be rested Aguero Crystal Palace is the most likely one to do it do you think Sterling would start I mean he started tonight but uh, you know he was rested in the last double game week Again, for one of those games I think the fact that City lost tonight is a big uh, will will definitely play on Pep's uh, team decision a lot um, they need to put in a massive performance against Spurs next uh, next game week now they'll, they will be at home that's not next game week but next uh, leg of the Champions League mm. they will be at home but you can fully you can be sure Sterling and Aguero are going to be starting that match mm. uh, Mara started tonight Sané didn't start tonight so I see Sané starting at the weekend so I see yeah, yeah. I think so I think so. Silva was another player who didn't travel with Man City tonight Bernardo Silva that is uh, David Silva did play but uh, Bernardo Silva he uh, he didn't travel tonight he's got a bit of a sickness or an illness or something it was a, a minor muscle 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 muscle, muscle. I'll go with muscle, muscle. <laughs> a minor muscle complaint but I think it was precautionary more than anything else because they've, they've got eight games in April I think I think what you're saying is actually absolutely correct They've got so many games, what? I can just see so much rotation, I can't predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And right now, the only person I can see who's secure for all those games is Ederson. I would throw another name at you. I think Ederson is secure, and I think, unfortunately for him, there's too much, there's too many keeper choices out there with the ones we've already mentioned, the likes of Lloris, Matty Ryan, um, Leno even. They're players that, they're keepers Foster. I'd rather have. Yeah, Foster. They're keepers I'd rather have over Ederson just because of how uh, limited those teams are defensively in terms of like Spurs, you know, rotation-wise, Arsenal rotation-wise. I would rather their keeper because at least that's a solid thing. Mm. With Man City, um, mm, I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to be 
getting three city players in. So if I'm getting some city players in, they'll be attacking players. How about a man who specialises in double game weeks? Laporte. Oh yeah, Laporte. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, there's decisions to be made with City, but considering their double game week is against Spurs and United, I'm not too, you know, not too worried about not having any City defensive cover. I'd be more worried about a man that we haven't talked about, and that's Kevin De Bruyne. He didn't yeah. start tonight. No, he's an interesting option. I think he's someone that between now and the end of the season could actually be a solid pick. I think he Pep's going to play him a bit, uh, Premier League-wise especially. He looked on it in the... Um in the game against Brighton in the uh, FA Cup semi-final I didn't actually see that game but I can imagine he looked on it because he fucking played great the game before in the Premier League as well yeah so he's kind of looking back to his kind of sharpest he's been eased into it I think very thin looking that's all I'll say I looked him tonight and I thought he was very gaunt looking maybe but (laughs) he's he's, uh, like last year he was like one of the best players in the Premier League maybe arguably the best player yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a toss up between him and Salah last season um, he's been injured all this season it's taken a while to get going he's been managed well he's come back he's picked up a knock and being out I think he could if they win the league City he'll have a big say in it so I think you could be right in that yeah. I'll just mention this uh, before we move on uh, I think that Sterling has to be considered and he's currently in my team at the moment as well but I, only because I think he's more secure than Aguero at the moment yeah. to play I think he's too important to him to not play I agree Sterling is probably more secure just because I think Jesus is coming into like he's had that little bit of form and Pep has shown like over the last couple of game weeks that he's willing to give minutes to Jesus so I think that's a shit ton of city talk shitty talk as the Asians would say and uh, we're gonna before we we give you our hot shots and our puck fathers there's a couple of teams mainly Man United Southampton that we've kind of glossed over a little bit tonight Southampton to start with the little one We've talked about it a bit. They've uh, improved, you know, form-wise dramatically since uh, Hassan Hoodle has t- taken over. And as we keep mentioning every week, they have something to play for and will do till the end of the season, at least by the looks of it. And they have a lovely run of fixtures too, not too dissimilar to Arsenal in terms of a nice one against Wolves this week, a home match, then two away against Newcastle, Watford, Bournemouth, West Ham and Huddersfield, all the way up to the end of the season. There's points there. Is there yeah. anyone you're looking at? In terms of Southampton Ways. I yeah, suppose this is I, one. I mentioned uh, that Arsenal probably had the best like fixtures remaining the season, but Southampton are pretty close as well. I agree. Um, those home games are really, really appetizing uh, or appealing. Not sure about Wolves this week is probably the hardest of those games. Uh, James Ward Prowse and Nathan Redmond are the two I'm, I'm looking at. And yeah, in defence, I'm definitely going to have either Bednarak or Valerie. Uh, they are like 4.1 and 4.0 and they are just really really nice priced enablers as your fifth mid which is probably the reason I'm going to get rid of Wan-Bissaka for one fifth of those defenders yeah. yeah and mid I like Gunn in there as well I'm just not convinced he might not be dropped out of it from McCarthy 80 so if I'm not if I'm not 100% I can't I'm, get I'm 100% as a McCarthy owner I'm pretty confident <laughs> that Gunn is playing to the end of the season uh, 4.3 as is McCarthy you could go to two of them <laughs> and cover your bases Two four point three keepers, but no, uh, not when I'm planning doing a bench boost because you know one of them definitely isn't playing. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, either way, um, yeah, four point three each, and I think Valerie four point one. He's the one I've got my eye on to maybe sit in instead of uh, Van not Van Dyke, but uh, Ake, who I have in my team at the moment. Yeah. So, like I'll be getting rid of Ake. So I'm looking at Valerie setting my team for the free hit week. He had a clean sheet there, so he's kind of earned himself a little bit of a 
you know, there's a bit of a shine on him right now for me. Yeah, I'd uh, look at Ings if it wasn't for the fact he's so injury prone. I might look at him for maybe like game week 36 onwards. Um, at the moment, I've got James Ward Prowse and I think Valerie in my team, but that could change to Redmond and Bednarak, or I could get rid of both of them. <laughs> yeah, and before we leave, or before we wrap up, I, I should say. We've left Man United to the last, essentially. Save, save the best to last. Save the best to last. Uh, this week, as we mentioned already, West Ham are pretty fucking shocking looking at the moment. I mean, United play a home fixture against West Ham. Man United aren't looking their best either right now. So you know they'll be looking to, to put in a better performance than they did last week. Doesn't Lukaku have like an unreal record against West Ham? I think Possibly, he- but I'm not. Uh, you know me. I'm not into that, uh, you know. You're not they into score that against goal. those teams. So I mean, I think. You're not into that whole like Lukaku's got like six goals in his last seven appearances against West Ham or anything like that. No, kind of thing, I don't no? buy that at all. I think like if West, if Lukaku is got ten goals in in three matches against West Ham and his fucking dad dies, he's not gonna come out and you know score a goal in the next match. Do you know? Did his father die? No, I'm just saying <laughs> like I don't buy into those stats because like anything can change. A player yeah. can be in a certain mood. A team can be playing shit. Uh, you know, it's all like you're not one player, you're True. 11. You know? You've never really had much weight in those. I have. Uh, I like the Rooney. I, I like one. those ones. I like the Rooney against Newcastle one. That was always a fan, yeah. a favorite of mine. I did like sticking the captain armband on Rooney against Newcastle. Anytime Drogba came up against Arsenal, I was like, like drooling. I was like, mm. oh, he's gonna savage him. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I do kind of look into that a bit more. They're but, fun, like for sure, but I don't I don't base my FPL decisions on them. But yeah, Lukaku. So no no Lukaku for you. No Lukaku for me. He's too expensive, and there's Rashford. too many options. But Rashford is definitely the one I'm looking at. I think uh, his price is just too too fucking appealing in terms of you know for that you know getting a player in a top six team for seven point odd million. Yeah, I'm like I'm all over that. I'm like white on rice. Yeah, I haven't got him in my team at the moment, but you make a good point. That West Ham game, I think the West Ham game is the one that's kind of turning me. I don't like their double United's double game week fixtures, but that West Ham game is very nice. It is, it is. Yeah, so yeah, you might be leaning me more towards him. What about Pogba? Yeah, that's the other. Do we big. like his deeper position that he's playing now at the moment? It seems to be affecting his attacking output. I don't think it's his deeper position. I think it's his deeper fucking attitude problem that's affecting his uh, output at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was played. Uh, he's played plenty of times. It's not about how, where he's playing on the pitch, it's how he's playing on the pitch, and right now he looks abysmal again. You know, it's yeah. for me, as I said to you last week, we were watching the uh, the whatever Man United match was on, and I just think it's whatever is in his hair. When he shaves that off, he turns into a fucking mon- I don't know what he's Monster. fucking... I don't know, I was just uh, thinking of fucking Egypt. Because, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing my head in again, and... I'm very happy to see he, the back of him, but I know you feel a bit differently, especially with the extra if you bob in your back pocket. I still have him, I think, um, at the moment, because I don't know what to do with my fifth midfielder spot, and he's still sitting there as my fifth midfielder. The rest of my team is kind of... I've got the likes of um, you know James Ward-Prowse and Valerie and stuff saving me money around the place. Uh, I don't know what to do. It feels odd getting rid of him before a double game week and a home game against West Ham. Martial possibly could be more appealing I kind of wanted to take a punt on him in the last double game week and I didn't but with this double game week it's not Watford Wolves it's Spurs Bad United or it's Spurs uh, Bad City or Everton fuck is it like look at the City results or pictures it's Everton City and it's like uh, I don't know Martial's a nice little punt but yeah I could do I could go without we'll be focusing more on the double game week yeah next pod for sure but no defence after the last double game week no. I'm not looking at any of their defence and I think this week if you are free hitting or 
or wild card, and you know, maybe there's no harm having a Camarasa on your team. You know, like four point five uh, midfield still, pretty low ownership. Um, and against Burnley and Brighton, so you know, he's nailed to start. Yeah, if you're playing a bench boost, that's all you want. Mm. You just want someone who's going to play twice with somewhat of an attacking threat. He takes penalties. Can't see too many people playing the bench boost this week though, with the you know, unless they're planning oh. to be captain next week. Yeah, he doesn't have a double game week in game week thirty five. Actually, he plays at Liverpool. So, but if you're looking to you know, if you don't have your chips for the double game week and you're looking for some like budget enablers, I think Camarasa, considering he has a double this week, is a pretty decent shout. You know, agreed. But uh, we'll leave it there. We'll move on to the hot shots and the puck fathers. And I believe this week I hammered you. Yeah, uh, you smashed me. Yeah, you had Salah. And I went with Mane in that Liverpool fixture. So you're winning 6-1 there. And our, your second pick was Hazard. For some reason, I thought I had Hazard and you had Vardy. But no, none of us had Vardy. No. You had picked Hazard, um, which is understandable. And he ended up with 16 points. So 22 points for your two guys. And my second pick, instead of going for the obvious one of Vardy, I decided Wilson was going to do well this week. You had banged on Wilson. You had him on your team as well. I was yeah. like, because I, again, forgot that you didn't have Vardy. You saw your team and, oh, he had Wilson. I was like... Oh, he really buckled down on Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth, um, just, uh, they're another team you can just say are at the beach now. The, I agree. Just um, no Which interest is, in them for the rest of the season. Fraser and... It's a pity because they have Brighton next, Fulham and Southampton. Like, they're three decent fixtures, but I'm with you. I think Southampton and Brighton are playing they lose. They lose to both Southampton and Brighton. They may beat Fulham. Mm. That's that's the way I see it. If, but, they pu- if they pull a performance out against Brighton or Southampton, it's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Because they've been terrible the last five to ten games and away they're not the greatest either no no. no. I think they'll beat Fulham and they'll that'll get them to like 41 points I think they're on 38 and that's the end of it but that's you know enough dwelling on the the Wilson <laughs> but bringing on to this oh no before we move on to this week's uh, how do we get on the the punt picks well uh, I went with Tielemans and uh, he got me what nine points and you got him in as your transfer this week so good move listening to me I did. Glad I could have exactly. I rewinded it after we uh, <laughs> finished talking. Oh, you you doubled down on Ashley Burns. Did I? Well, yeah. he got a goal too. He did. He got as we said. He got two. He got uh, two goals. One of them was given minus two points for some reason, but yeah, yeah. He, I think he kicked it in his own net. I didn't actually see it. Did you see the own goal? Uh, yeah. Was it like embarrassing? Uh, no, it was just he was just trying to clear it. get on the ball. Yeah. He was trying to block a shot and he just knocked it into his net. Yeah. So that went drastically wrong last week. Uh, and the elements did come in, but I did see that positive side of that in reality uh, but you know escape in reality once more before we wrap up uh, this week's Hot Shots and Puck Fathers you have the honour of going first and your first pick this week Seamus it doesn't matter if I go first or second you win these Hot Shots every week and I win the Puck Fathers most weeks yeah. Uh, but yeah Hot Shots this week said I'm going to try and be a bit different because it's the only when I try and do something different with my Hot Shots I actually win uh, I've gone for Duffy as my first pick Okay. double game week two what you would say are good chances for clean sheets he's a goal threat at set pieces he's a good shout he's a good shout and I never asked you you did ask me the question regarding him as a captain option how do you feel about him as a captain option I was dead set against it and I'm getting more and more swayed every day that is not a bad option I mean now that Kane is injured now I'm thinking about him he was you're like, never going to captain Duffy well I was going to captain Kane this week but if he's, if that ankle injury is keeping him out then that's off the table Fair enough. Sun may not start, so I don't know what to do. I'll no. have to look at my team again. So you'd captain Duffy ahead of Sterling? No. 
Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I can't I can't back that move, but it's it's interesting. It is interesting, and I'm with you in terms of he's definitely even a great two clean sheets to be twelve points, man. You yeah, know, two a couple clean... of bonus, man. Possibly. 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 I feel like I've taken enough of a risk having by having Ryan and Duffy, that why would I want to captain? I don't know. That's fair enough. And uh, to counter your Duffy pick, I went with Rashford. Yeah, good shout. We yeah. mentioned him already. You can see the reasons why he might do well. My second pick then was the man in form, uh, Jimmy Vardy, who's got a home game against Newcastle. Um, he just seems to be, traditionally, he would score against the big teams and then maybe be quiet against the smaller teams who sat back. Yeah. Um, and that could still happen against Newcastle. Newcastle don't like commitment forward. But everything just seems to be falling his way. The supply lines are there. I wouldn't be surprised to see him score again. So I'm going to pick Duffy and Vardy. Duffy and Vardy, I like him. Uh, my second pick was a... A man that we saw play pretty decent tonight, uh, Christian Eriksen. It's a bit of a out there one, as you said. I think Son is likely, not likely, but is possibly going to be arrested this weekend. And um, I can see Eriksen. Uh, you know, he just seems for me. I'd like to have him in my team this week. You know, I think against Huddersfield, I want some Spurs coverage, and Eriksen seems nailed on for me. With Ali going off with the knock uh, on his hand, uh, Son playing the ninety minutes, and the Champions League next week, I think there's going to be some rotation for Spurs. Eriksen will play though. Eriksen will play exactly, and that's why he's in my team. I think another shout out there that I didn't. Uh, Actually, I'll save it for the next bit because uh, he, he's making me think twice. <laughs> but uh, Puck Fathers. Puck Fathers, you got first pick on this. I did. And so I went with Matty Ryan for similar reasons as you did with Duffy. I think two clean sheets, maybe a couple of save points and a bonus point or two in there. I think he's a good shout for he's my pump under, pick. He's under the 5% ownership. So, he yeah, he definitely counts. And... I think he'll be Pyrone this week with a few wildcards being played. I agree. And I endorse that move. And I just think uh, this week uh, could be... My punt pick was Camarasa. Yeah. Two away games, not ideal. But they're playing Burnley and Brighton. He takes their set pieces. Um, he's probably one of the more attacking, creative players. And we talked about him. Like, if you're looking for money to invest somewhere else, you know, yeah. a 4.5 midfielder, low ownership... Good show. Is he four point five now? He he's was four point six, four point seven for a while. I think he's, he's four point five now. Yeah. yeah, I think I looked it. No, up I think he, he's somebody I might consider, but um, I don't know. They he doesn't play double in thirty five, so I probably won't. And there's a name that popped into my mind as we were recording tonight that I didn't think of before, but uh, one who I think might be worth a shout this weekend, and uh, that's Lucas Mora. Um, came on tonight for the injured Kane. I'm pretty sure he's going to be guaranteed minutes at the weekend and against a Huddersfield team that are. You know, already have their mind back in the championship. I, uh, I wouldn't, ex- you know, I wouldn't be too surprised to see him get a get a few points this weekend. No, that's not a bad shout at all. I mean, these kind of uh, in a game against Huddersfield, you're going to see some peripheral pr- player for Spurs pick up all the points, that's like the thing. like Lamella or Mora or someone like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and uh, that's why you know uh, he's not my pump pick. But if anyone's out there is already you know thinking, I need some fucking. Spurs serious loving. Spurs loving in my team I think Moore could be a good shout this week and who knows maybe to the end of the season but uh, we'll leave it there folks anyone who wants to reach out to us you can get us on Twitter at FBL Hangover you can also send us an email at FBLHangover at gmail.com uh, I'm going to say good night and wish you all a fantastic game week 34 uh, may the double game week and you know all that stuff not cloud your judgement too much yeah. wild cards, not if, you're, if you're playing your wildcard guys best of luck with that 
I hope your arrows are green. Game with 34, regardless of whether you're playing a wild card or not. Yeah, and God bless y'all.